Welcome to episode 91 of the Critical Twits podcast, where we interview 12 other tabletop gaming podcasts. Hello and welcome back. I'm Brian. Welcome to episode 91 of The Critical Twits, a tabletop and video gaming podcast from the barren wastelands of the Fens. We were lucky enough to be invited to the second ever podcast zone at this year's Dragon Meat convention in London. And while we were there, we interviewed no fewer than 12 other gaming podcasts. We had a great time and would like to extend a great big thank you to The Rollist for organising and running the day and inviting us to join in. So we have interviews with these podcasts coming up. Pretending with Dice, How We Roll, Them Drunk Blokes Do D&D, Chimpians, The Lucky Die, Penance Podcast, Demipia, Baylor's Blades, Crudely Drawn Swords, The Relist, The Formal Gamer, Wizard on the Wind, and The Coriolis Effect. Now, before we start, I must caution you that the sound quality for some of the interviews is not the best, as they were recorded on the convention floor and there is a little bit of background noise going on. Also, if you're not a fan of naughty words, you may not enjoy the veritable buffet of swearing and curse words that follows. Finally, if you're new to the Critical Twits and enjoy this episode, please consider tracking us down on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes or your favourite podcast supplier and subscribing for more tabletop and video game discussion and the occasional one-shot actual play. Thank you very much and on to the interviews. Uh, cool, so we're here at Dragon Meet with the first podcast to uh, accept our invitation to come and have a chat with you. First. You're the yes. first, oh, and therefore obviously the best. Set the, set the tone for everyone to follow. So uh, who are you, and what is your podcast about? Uh, I'm AJ. Um, I am Jason. And we're from uh, Pretending with Dice. Um, we're basically an actual play podcast that we uh, make our way through a variety of different systems, um, kind of short story arcs and that and we're kind of rotating our players out as we change system and that and uh, yeah just generally trying to have a good time <laughs> what yeah. is it that got you guys into podcasting then why did you decide to, that your games needed to be broadcast to the world well uh, I've actually prior to this I hosted a kind of general kind of nerd chat podcast for about five years uh, okay. with another mate of mine he moved away, so it became a bit trickier to do it because the, just the general vibe of it wouldn't have worked over Skype that much. Um, I, I was playing tabletop RPGs anyway, and I thought, okay, well, this is the next step. Let's combine the two things. Um, but Jason and our other two players hadn't really done this kind of game before we did the podcast, so it was kind of a little bit of a different sort of thing for you guys, wasn't it? Yeah, we're all we're all completely new to it at the beginning of the podcast, which was part of it. Um, but you, had, you they had podcasted before, so yeah. that was. Kind Kind of thinking of like, okay, well, we're going to start off with some people I know are comfortable on mics, and I know I get on with, and we can have a laugh with, and we'll have a, I knew we had a fun, we'd have a fun time even if they hadn't played before. And uh, yeah, we've been going about six months now, and yeah, and um, it's getting progressively weirder. Yeah, it's getting strange. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the way of D and D and that. Yeah. What's the best place for people to jump into your podcast? Then do they start with episode one, or is there a particular episode arc you think is really good and really shows um, you guys off? I quite I quite like our first arc because it's kind of a compact sort of six episodes, sort of episodes one to six. Um, but the, the way we're doing it with just sort of short story arcs is that really the idea is that there's, you know, you're going to have a jumping on point every six to ten episodes anyway. So it really depends kind of what thing you're in, uh, what, what kind of thing you're into. We, I say it's D&D for the first arc, 
uh, we then do a four-arc uh, Star Trek Adventures thing with our friends uh, friends from the Spotlight podcast came over from Brighton we recorded the whole thing in one day and it was a bit manic and that but we got four episodes out of it so yeah um, so yeah it kind of depends what you're into we're, we're, do- we're back to doing D&D at the moment um, and later on in the year we're going to be doing the Star Wars campaign so it's really kind of up to the listener sort of thing but I, I, do, I do like our first story arc though. It's, it's, the first story arc's a lot of fun yeah because we, we get to know the characters I think, I think the plan is that we're going to be going back to the Z, same D&D group kind of throughout to kind of check in with those characters and that once in a while so it's a good as always the start is a good starting point but um, yeah we're only about 14-15 episodes in at this point so it's, it's, there's not a huge backlog to slug through <laughs> so far but yeah if, if there's people out there who are interested in maybe doing their own bit of podcasting what one tip would you give them um, it's tough get used to listening to yourself talk yeah yeah <laughs> don't don't be afraid to um don't be, don't be afraid to edit. If you're like me, you're going to be saying um and uh a lot. I will cut those um, bits out, it's fine. <laughs> that's going to be a really edited awkward sentence then. If, you, <laughs> if you're like me, you're going to and a lot. But yeah. <laughs> no, it's it, it's just like, just just get, you know, just go for it. Like, it, and everything, it's the more you do it, the more comfortable you're going to get on microphones and that. Like, thinking back to when me and my other mates started, uh, like, just general nerd talk podcasts like I listen back to those occasionally and like we're both terrible and there's a lot of kind of sort of stopping and starting and that and I feel like just the more you do it the more comfortable you get so you know it might not sound great at the beginning it might all be a little bit um, awkward and weird but like the more you do it the more comfortable it's going to get so don't be sort of disheartened with uh, if, if things aren't quite you know just keep persevering yeah, and yeah. getting used to it and for listen, sure, yeah, listening yeah. back and learning from your mistakes oh yeah yeah totally and finally then last question if your podcast was a sandwich what sandwich would it be <laughs> it's a bob roll sandwich <laughs> which is we're, a joke it's a weird in cost, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sandwich. Yeah, yeah. it's a bob roll and pocket pork sandwich and if you want to know what that is then you should listen to the podcast brilliant then uh, go over well, we'll pop a link below and you can go and check that out yeah cheers guys thank you very much thanks cheers we're here again at Dragon Meat. Uh, we've got yet another podcaster to talk to. If you could introduce yourself and your podcast, please. Hi, yeah, I'm Joe. Um, I'm the DM and writer for How We Roll podcast. We play D&D, Curse of Strahd, and we do a lot of Call of Cthulhu stuff with the uh, writers and producers of Call of Cthulhu. Excellent. So what is it that got you into podcasting? Why did you decide, <laughs> I'm such a good DM, people need to hear my work? I think... Um, probably the same as everyone we were sat around playing games and we were like our games are pretty good you know maybe people would listen to us and then we had a few pints and we were like our games are fantastic (laughs) everyone wants to listen to us and it was a few years ago and I think the quality of actual plays has really improved over the last three years so back then all you really needed was a microphone so we just did it and we got a few listeners and carried on going and got more listeners and Three years later, we're still still playing. Yeah. So if someone wants to listen to your your podcast, what can what can we expect? What kind of feel? What kind of mood do you try to, to build? Okay. So um, we're fully produced. So we've we've got sound effects. We've got uh, music. Um, we have very well now. We have very good sound. I think our earlier stuff was rougher. I've cleaned it up a bit, but our more recent stuff has really good sound. Um, we're lucky to have a few voice actors play with us as well, which oh, is amazing. Um, we're currently playing through the Call of Cthulhu scenario Blackwater Creek with the writer who's our DM for that one which is amazing so um, we tend to play horror um, we tend to play quite fast and loose with the rules like much more about having fun and telling a story 
um, I think like about at least two thirds of the podcast are Irish, so it tends to be very fun and very easy to listen to from their side. Um, hang on, we do lots of people do what we do, but you know, definitely yeah, come check us out. Yeah, what's um, what's the best place for someone to dive in? Do you have like a favourite adventure art you think would really show you off at your best, or should they okay. go right back to the beginning? Um, I'd say definitely can go back to the beginning like all of our stuff is up on iTunes and anywhere you want to listen to it but if you like D&D um, we've got a custom Curse of Strahd playthrough um, and that's pretty recent uh, sounds really good on that um, and if you're into Call of Cthulhu just look for a scenario where maybe one that you want to play and you can listen to us play it first it helps you as a keeper and even as a player it would do spoilers so really any of the Call of Cthulhu scenarios that take your fancy Excellent if there's people out there who are wanting to be podcasters themselves what one tip would you give them to get them started? one tip um, probably got a few but I think the big one is um, maybe find your niche like if you want to play D&D like all power to you but you'd be going to be a very small fish in a very very large pond I think we got success because at the time there were not that many Call of Cthulhu scenarios out there oh sorry podcasts out there and there were even fewer that actually produced it so having good sound music sound effects playing Call of Cthulhu like there was probably only maybe two other podcasts doing anything like that so finding a niche is really important it, again unless you're just doing it for fun but if you want to get an audience yeah be unique and unique in a way that people want to listen to <laughs> Excellent. Um, so as a, as a final question then, um, as a horror podcast, Twilight Vampires or Stoker Vampires? Please show your working. Like I did I did try and watch Twilight. I think we made it like 20 minutes in. It's actually my wife that went, this is shit, isn't it? And I was like, well, so I've, I've never never read or watched Twilight. So Stoker, I mean, we're doing Curse of Stride and I've used a lot of Stoker in, as an influence in writing my version of it, I guess. So definitely Stoker Vampires. Excellent. Thank you very much. No problem. Cheers. And on that musical note, we're here at Dragon Meat with Dem Drunk Blokes Do D&D. Yes. Thank you very much for coming on to the Critical Twits. Thank you very much you for like coming on to us. It, not sexually, of course. So if you could just introduce yourself so people know who you are and tell us a little bit about your podcast. Uh, I'm Chaz, otherwise known as uh, DDB Voice Guy. Uh, this is... Uh, Poe Gipitone. Poe Gipitone. That's a pseudonym for it's, my name on the show. Yes, because uh, he's not allowed to reveal his real name because otherwise he will be uh, molested. Uh, um, <laughs> no, politically. No, not, <laughs> politically molested. That's, that's the worst very clear. kind of molestation. Yeah, exactly. Can we get drunk and replay D and D? And we immerse ourselves in different characters and things and beings We're, and all that. It's been. It's. It, I don't know what time it is right now, but I think it's the afternoon, and we have been drinking since the morning. So uh, we're fulfilling our uh, our properties as uh, humans. Is this fairly typical drunk. for you? To be drinking so much. Yes, well, absolutely. Well, yeah, while we're presenting ourselves. We have to, otherwise, otherwise it wouldn't be fair, would it? It wouldn't be honest. You know, if we're, if we're damn drunk blokes, we've got to be drinking when we're presenting yes. ourselves. So cool. where did the idea for this podcast come from? Were you just getting well, drunk yes, and playing yeah, yeah. Yes, recreationally? We played for like eight hours exactly on, a, on a Saturday afternoon. And <laughs> we were doing like a gaming podcast already. Yeah, so we like sort of start at 12 in the afternoon and then we finish at like 12 in the afternoon you know, the next day. But it's been, a, you know, some of that is coherent within yes. there, and somewhere. chop it all down to 45 and minutes. So, and and an somebody hour. takes notes along the lines a little bit. But we also record it, so, so hours and hours and hours and hours of editing, which is great. And we're all is musicians, that... and we have a really good technical 
production guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's missing right now. He's drunk somewhere. Yeah, but, we, you know. we like play a bit of music and do the, the theme tunes and some rubbish cool. like that. Go too. on, sing us the theme tune. Go on. Oh no, no, oh. we just make them. We make them up as we go. Can you, so, yeah. can you make a song for the Critical Twits? Well, I don't the, know. The Critical Twits. <laughs> yes, that's us. Yes, we can. Excellent. I was uh, gonna start something. Okay. I failed at it, right, guys. It's like it's like an alcohol level that like it comes and it it yeah, quickly goes. You got, uh, that's, you're putting us <laughs> on the spot. Yeah, that's alright. That's fine. Here's a bit of a gist. Here's a lyrical twist. It's the critical twits. Where the critical twits. Yeah. We're gonna be critical. We're gonna be analytic. We're gonna be critical. Critical twits. Thanks for all round of applause. Thank you very much. use that in every episode. So if someone wants to listen to your podcast, they have to go all the way back to Series 1, Episode 1, or can they jump in at somewhere um, else? Well, because we, we've had so many different adventures and we're, we've like sort of um, consolidated a lot of it and skipped a lot of it, I would say just jump in. it's a bit of a mishmash. So I would say either the more recent ones or just dive in and see what we've got. So yeah. if other people out there are thinking of getting drunk and podcasting yes. simultaneously, yeah. what one tip would you give them? Oh, uh, <laughs> oh damn. That's really... Um, what one tip? Pace yourselves. <laughs> yes, pace yourselves. That's a good drinking tip in general. Right. Well, well, it also, it's really, it also, it's really it's easy to get effective. a lot of audio, you know? And you don't really realize how many beats there are between, like, your, your takes, you know what I mean? Like, which, there's a lot the of editing. Of chopping involved, down right? that yeah. we do. Yeah. Editing seems to be coming up a lot. It is yeah. tedious, yeah. It's tedious. <laughs> I mean, like, when you get drunk, the more drunk you get, the more editing there is. <laughs> and the more people are speaking over the top of each other, and the less coherent sentences are being formed, and... You kind of have to just go and slice it all up. Have you ever lost an episode to the drink? Uh, yeah, 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 many, many. Like, <laughs> like, at least the ends of it. And we kind of have to like, we, we'll chop it up as much as we can until we get to a point and then we sort of just have to recap. Because oh, it's gone. <laughs> Everyone has gone. <laughs> so our final question then, just a light one to end us with. Do you yeah. think that anyone is born inherently evil or do you think that evil is only created by someone's environment? Um, uh, the latter. Okay. Um, uh, I did read um, the Lucifer Effect by Philip Zambardo, which oh, is that's a great book. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I, I'm I'm going with the latter. Yeah. What is the? What would, I'm sorry. Oh, so basically, like the um, latter. What, are, what like, are you trying to say here? The so first one it, or the second it, one? It's I'm pretty much talking that. about how a situation dictates how you behave. What? It's not saying that you're completely um, like without power in a situation, but uh, it, for the most part, if you're in a situation, it's going to influence your behaviour. And, you know, depending on what kind of person you are, most of the time, like 97% of the time, you're going to be really influenced by whatever situation you're putting in. Excellent. So, yeah, I think that. Well, we all learned something. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Excellent. Cheers. That was Thank a great you. Great really appreciate it. Thank you very much. As an addendum to our Dem Drunk Rokes uh, interview, sure, um, what's your name, sir? My name's Luke. Luke, we're here with uh, we're here with Luke, who is a friend and fan of Dem Drunk Rokes. Loosely affiliated with. Loosely affiliated <laughs> with. Have you been on the podcast? I have not been on the podcast. No, I've played with him a few times. Uh, we're old school friends, so I've played with him a few times, but I've never been recording. You know. Well, we did record a game, but it's just not been aired. Oh, okay. Yeah, they've got basically they took a massive break over the past about five six months. 
um, due to life situations getting in the way. Cirrhosis um, of the liver, possibly? Something like that, yeah. maybe. Um, they come back, they rebrand themselves as Dem Jungbugs Do D&D, and they're planning on doing some more D&D oriented podcasts because they've basically got 40 or 50 hours worth of games to edit and they want to get that out. So maybe I might make an appearance because I, I am on some of it, but whether I will or not, if I make the cut, I'll end up on the floor, who knows. What's it like role-playing with people who seem to be... I mean, I've only met them once, but it was quite early in the day and they were very drunk. Yeah, yeah, What's it like? pretty much gone downhill from there. Yeah. Uphill, depending on uh, bad press. I mean, they've wandered off and I'm actually slightly worried for them. They're recording at the moment with uh, former gamers. Oh. So they're, they're doing PR and stuff like that. They're all yeah. They've done really well today because due to the fact they're relatively unknown, they've PR'd themselves really well today. The amount of people that have stopped, and I'd, no disrespect to anybody else here, yourselves included, but I think I've seen, I've been loitering around all day and I've probably seen more people chatting to them because they're just giants. They are giants, I mean. I'm 6'4", Pumba's about 6'4", 6'5", Shogun Pumba, um, Matt's like 6'2", you know, they're just big, massive personalities and they're, they're great and they're good fun. I think what they bring to the D&D, certainly podcast uh, kind of genre that's not elsewhere is the, is the fact that they don't take themselves too seriously. I've not listened to yours, so I don't know how seriously you guys take yourselves, but some people do, some people are very serious, these are the rules, let's play. These guys, they're just a bunch of lads getting drunk and talking rubbish, you know, and I think a lot of people can actually relate with that, I think. Yeah. More and more and ready. Cool. Where would you? Where would? Is there a favourite episode or, or arc of that you recommend that people start with? Or with them, you know, away? it depends what you're after. So they have, they've only got maybe 15, 20 podcasts out at the moment. Hopefully, more to come. Um, and they start off. And they're mostly doing kind of like talking rubbish, reviewing films that are out, uh, games they played, stuff like that. And they fir- their first branch into D and D. Was, they did a little, little mini series um, and it's about five six episodes long and that's hilarious because they, they recorded that I think after they'd already been drinking for some time played it on the spur three of them having a laugh and that for me because like I used to play d and oh, you know um, we started playing together when we were about 15 uh, and then we had to a break, break and they started this up recently um, and that just reminds me of hanging out with them when I was 15 17 playing you know, rolling dice uh, and that is just they don't take themselves seriously and it's just hilarious like don't expect don't be a lot lo- they call them a rules lawyer don't be a rules lawyer if you can listen to them just take them a pinch of salt and just enjoy the fact that they're just comedians excellent thank you very much for explaining what they're about because that did not happen when uh, we interviewed I bet them it didn't. <laughs> they probably invite you to the pub or something probably no, no, we weren't cool enough. No. Oh, we'll end there. Just be sad. Yeah. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Cool. So we're here at Dragon Meet with Pumba oh, from Dem Drunk Blokes. Hello. What's my name? Yeah, we've already talked a little bit to some of the uh, some of Dem Drunk Blokes. Yeah, I'm really sorry but about you've that. Been, I mean, I can't do anything about them. <laughs> you've been described as the brains behind the operation. Was it your idea? Yes. Yes, it was. It was indeed. I am the most functional alcoholic out of the lot of us. Okay. And uh, one Black Friday sale, we, there was a Blue Yeti microphone on sale. We got one of them. We got one of them. We got two of them. Just down there. <laughs> we got one of them, and it was from 150 quid down to 75 quid. So I went, I left that. I bought it. I was like, what do I do with it? <laughs> Let's do something. So I got uh, my best friend. I don't know if you spoke to Matt yet. The other uh, fucking lump. Yeah, like the really retarded lump. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if you ain't spoke to him. It's nice that you're his friend. Oh, no, he's my best friend. You know, <laughs> I, I, I dragged him up. I brought him up proper. <laughs> so we recorded it. Our first episode, it, you can only find it on Spreaker now because it's not allowed on iTunes. Um, <laughs> so if you go on Spreaker, Them Drunk Blokes, it's the only episode that's on there. And it took nearly five and a half hours to record. Yep. And we drank two bottles of vodka and two bottles of lemoncello. 
by the end of it, Matt was literally laying on the table going, I can't talk anymore. And I edited it. Edit, edited that down to about a 44 minute episode <laughs> and that was our first ever attempt at podcasting uh, then we carried on doing that rubbish and then realised that more people were interested in when we D&D okay. so the next few which you can find on iTunes, Podbean, everything else there's a five episode run of the very first DDBDDND mini adventures it was all filmed in one night and released in one night. Okay. So there's no editing, there's no nothing, and it's just three of us sitting there playing D&D, getting more and more and more drunk. It's vile, it's disgusting, it's hilarious. You really need to go and listen to it to understand what happened. And we found out that that made uh, more, more listeners, more people liked the D&D stuff. So we've now rebranded and we're going to be Dem Drunk Blokes do D&D. From now on. Excellent. What tip would you give to someone who's thinking of launching their own podcast? Just go for it. Like the the biggest problem I had is like I listen to a lot. I mean, I li- I lived in Japan for nearly four years, yeah. and I listen to a lot of English podcasts just to give me like a, uh, to kill sorry to kill um, like the homesickness. Yeah. So listening to English people just chat about random stuff that I like was the way forward, and I never thought I'd be good enough to do it. So my absolute advice is as soon as you get the possibility, the chance to do it, is just go for it. Literally just jump in, see what happens. And as a friend of mine said earlier, even if you're just chatting into the void, while you find your feet, it doesn't matter if no one's listening. Because by the time someone actually starts listening, you'll be better at it. So just go for it. Excellent. Um, So just finish, as a certified drunk bloke, you must know a lot about drink. What's your favorite cocktail recipe? Can you share it with our listeners? Okay, so uh, Billy Connolly actually mentioned this to me, and I've been all over the world and asked many, many cocktail or mixologists to make this. It's called a zombie. And if you actually drink it, it's actually six different types of rum uh, topped up with champagne. But when you drink it, it tastes like fruit juice. And normally, if they're selling it, especially in England, you can only have one per person. Okay. First time I ever found it in England, I drank six of them (laughs) and proceeded to try and get home. I don't remember why I went after that. Have you still not got home? (laughs) I don't know. Where is home? You're just wandering around (laughs) randomly. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That is the one to go for, if you're really brave. But it is very, very strong. Uh, Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers. We're here at Dragon Meet again with Mark from the Champions podcast. Hi, Mark. Hiya. Thank you very much for coming on the Critical Twits. Pleasure. Can you explain uh, for our listeners what Champions is? Yeah, so Champions is an actual play podcast. Um, we do the superhero genre rather than the typical D&D type thing. Uh, use the hero system rules, which are quite an old rule set, and a lot of people haven't heard of them. So, uh, and it's all, it's all D6 based, so uh, really easy for dice as well. But actually, um, we run over all 20 as well, which makes life a little bit easier recording-wise. And okay. things like that. Do you video as well as no. record? I know a lot of people do with uh, with sort of roll yeah. twenty. So, are you the leader? Are you their king? Or? 
Yeah. They don't have kings and superheroes. What do they have? Yeah. They have like the no, person no, who's the, in charge of the team. I'm the, I'm the GM. Yes. Yeah, so okay. Players. So was it your idea? Yeah, because we were we were already playing and we were playing over all twenty, and I was listening to a few podcasts, and I thought, oh, you know, give it a whirl. How old can it be? You just record, you put it up there. How? Sorry, I don't know the company, your, your level of podcast. Oh, I swear, I don't know how fucking much work it was going to be. Um, <laughs> but it's been enjoyable for the main part, but uh, yeah, as it's moments. Yeah, so um, if people wanted to dive into your podcast, they have to go all the way back to the beginning to follow the story, or can they jump in at a, a closer point? Yeah, we went into this pretty blind, and so we've just turned our game into a podcast rather than making a podcast, if you see what I mean. So it'd probably be best to start at the beginning. We're realising it's probably unwise to not try and season it so people could jump in later on, and, but I think we might address that going forward. So, um, if people want to podcast, people think, oh, you know, I can do this. Yeah. Uh, what one Don't. tip would you give them? <laughs> Don't. That's it. That's that question. <laughs> no, I would say um, maybe to join Twitter, get some of the other actual play podcasts or role play podcasts out there. Um, it's a pretty good community, as I'm sure you know. Just ask questions. What challenges there's going to be? What equipment you need? I mean, we run on, you know, a very tight budget really we're not spending a lot of money and how much time to expect to burn because I think it takes me about because we're not strict about the way we play and everything it takes me about 20 hours an episode I think to edit it really? so uh, yeah, yeah what are you doing in that 20 hours? <laughs> mostly cleaning the audio to oh, be fair right, okay. because we're on a mishmash of different um, you know, I've got a pretty decent mic one of the players has, the other two guys are on headsets, it's a lot of background noise coming in and so yeah. Is it worth it? Sometimes I do wonder and um, Dragon Meat was my way of meeting some of the other podcasters and maybe trying to reinvigorate myself a little bit because yeah I've been toying with the yeah do we just drop to once a month or but no I'm sort of I'm feeling the buzz again if you like. Yeah I'd say it's worth it yeah. Excellent, um, final question then. Yep. Um, where do you stand on unicorns and unicorn-based paraphernalia? I usually stand on their heads. Okay. Um, but they're pointy. That sounds dangerous. Well, you know, one foot on the horn, one foot on the back of the neck. That usually does the trick. Um, paraphernalia? I suppose it's all right. The, the hide makes a really nice fireplace rug, I find. Excellent. So everyone out there, make sure you turn your unicorns into handy rugs. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what you can do with a horn, that, that's more adult, but you know, you can go into that later. Yeah, excellent. Thank you very much. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Thank, Thank you. you. Hello again. We're back at Dragon Meat with Volonda from the Lucky Die. Thank you very much for coming on the Critical Twits. You're most welcome. What is the Lucky Die? The Lucky Die is an actual play 5e D&D podcast, which cool. I DM, and all my players are in America. So... It's very dark and it's uh, it's post-apocalyptic. It's very fun. Actually, you have the f- my favourite name of all the podcasts here today because it's it, it's a pun. It is. It is a pun. It was something we came up with very late night when we were trying to decide what the hell to call ourselves. And someone just went, we should just call ourselves the Lucky Dime. Like that works because they didn't know what world I was about to set it in. <laughs> I was like, this works at so many levels you don't understand. Brilliant. So you're an actual play podcast. How long have you been going, and where's a good place for new people to jump in? Um, we have we've 
just released episode six. Okay. Um, in the new year, we are going weekly, so it'll be then. And um, pretty much, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Pod, any sort of podcast. You'll probably find us there. Excellent. And what kind of experience will people get? What's different about your game? Um, we are, I think, it's happening during an apocalypse. Okay. Um, and it is a big scale and quite dark. Um, at the end of episode two, it leaves you with a question mark of what the hell is happening now. And it's probably my favourite cliffhanger I've ever read into anything ever. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty much during the apocalypse. Oh, yeah. It is world level events. Oh, yeah. It's very, very cool. Excellent. Um, you've only just sort of started, really, if you're only on episode six. What tip would you give to anyone who's thinking of starting their own podcast? Um, make sure you have a good group. And write, if you're DMing it or if you're playing it, remember that you are playing a game and it is you guys playing a game. So write and play as if it's just you guys because you will find your own voice. Trying to copy other people, you're never going to hit them. So be your own voice and do your own thing because people will be attracted to that. And if you guys muck about and have fun, people love laughter. So just roll with it. Excellent. Unintended. Um, <laughs> finally, then, a very serious question. Um, as a D&D podcast... Um, do you prefer hobbits, halflings, or kender? Hobbits. Why? You have to show you're working to get full marks. Oh, I have to show full marks. Oh, I'm getting scored. Holy crap, I might have changed my answer. No, hobbits, um, they, they have hairy feet. They wander around without shoes, so you don't have to worry about what shoes you're wearing, and you don't have to buy socks, so you're infinitely cheaper to take on an adventure. Excellent. Thank you very much. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks. <laughs> we are here at Dragon Meet with the Penance Podcast. Say hello. Hey, I am Ben, and I play Bellary Paisel, man of many titles. And hi, I am Rebecca. I play Andrew Dina Hart for Human Werewolf. Cool. So just give us your your uh, your thirty seconds. What is the Penance Podcast, and why should people listen to it? Penance is a very story-driven, improvised podcast. We've stripped away most of the more complicated bogged-down mechanics so you can get right into the RP. You don't have to worry too much about just getting bogged down and you can really roll with the characters. And that's what we're all about. And Sky Ponies. And Sky Pony. Cool. Excellent. So what was it that made you get involved in podcasting? What was the drive to say, our roleplay sessions are so good, people need to hear them? Well, I am not an original member. I came in a bit later. And at the time, we hadn't actually considered putting it out as a podcast. Originally, it was a well, uh, WoW Guild that I am not even part of, um, was recording it for other people in the guild. And, uh, I mean, we must have recorded about... 20 odd or so before he decided to put them in and I was against it first but I don't know I uh, it's been fun so and I got invited to a convention so that works that's pretty cool wait do you get involved I got involved in season three even later than this one oh, okay. um, you happen to come across the two people who haven't been here from the start the only two were you a fan first or uh, no no I was a friend of a friend who kind of got invited by kind of a string of events and just was invited one day and I said okay and, and then I appeared and, and then I'm, I'm not leaving <laughs> that's essentially the nutshell I'm not leaving this is fun I enjoy this so is it the kind of podcast where people need to go all the way back to series one episode one to know what's going on or is there a good place for them to sort of jump in now where do you think they should start? Each season is pretty good to uh, jump in and we've actually start, just started season four has just gone live on Sunday uh, episodes go up every Sunday 
weekly um, and if you want to start the new one is right at the start of season four. There is an introduction episode as well which goes through all the characters and the general kind of riff-raff up until season three which is a good way to just kind of catch up and get to know all the main cast as well so that's also there. Excellent so if, um, if people are interested in podcasting what one tip would you give them to, to help them get started? Good microphones? <laughs> yeah uh, a decent audio setup helps um, I would say honestly as corny as it sounds um, it's a uh, we found that the podcasting community is actually a very, very friendly, very helpful and welcoming community. So if there's something you are not familiar with, people will help you. Like, don't stress. It's very easy. It's not hard to get into. Excellent. So finally then, um, you're a roleplay podcast? Yep. What alignment would you be? Or Mas- are you? Myself. Yes, as, as an actual human being. Myself or my character? Uh, yourself, you. All my tests have come up true neutral. I am a druid. Okay. I stand with nature. Uh, I am also probably neutral, but more because I am an optimistic nihilist. In the sense, I don't think anything really matters. <laughs> Fair enough. And on that cheerful note, thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers. Have a lovely day. Thank you. Um, hi, we're here at Dragon Meet with another podcast interview with Namipia, the Third Age. Yeah. Could you tell us who you are and a little bit about your podcast? Yeah. So um, my name is Max. I'm the DM for Namipia. Uh, it's a actual play, fifth edition D and D horror themed podcast. It's all about solving mysteries in this terrible, terrible world where people do terrible, terrible things to each other. Um, I'm Libby. Um, I play a character called Erdai um, within the Demipia world. Um, I spend well, I spend most of the time kind of being horrified by things and trying to work out clues of what's happened, but not really knowing what's going on. Yeah. We just sort of muddle through. <laughs> so, what kind of horrific arrogance made you think people need to hear my roleplay games? Um, I I was bored one day and I was thinking I want to listen to some actual play horror stuff and I tried looking for some and there wasn't any and so I thought well I you know I, I could do this and then I started doing it and now you know I'm a year and a half in and I'm thinking why have I done this to myself <laughs> but there we go <laughs> I enjoy it it's a labour of love also I get to torture all of my players so which is great fun I don't know why I signed up for torture <laughs> I guess maybe <laughs> have you been involved since the beginning or have you been roped in later yeah yeah we um I've, I've been involved in Demipia before we start doing the podcast. I run, um, I run two sessions, and so it started off. It started off as one campaign, and then I started a second campaign because I, you know, I, I apparently didn't have, you know, I had too much free time. <laughs> and that second one, I we made into a podcast. So and Libby's play, playing in both. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just kind of decided that I wanted to be terrified more, so I signed up for that. So if someone wants to get into your podcast, where's the best place yep. to go? Do they go back to series one, episode one, or can so, they jump in a bit? Well, a bit um, the, the, so we're on our second series at the moment. Our first series is called The Mind Children. Our second series is called What Lives in the Sludge. They are self-contained stories, but they they do use the same characters. Okay. So the first series will give you a lot of a lot of character building, but you don't really need to know that because you get it's you very quickly get a handle on the characters and what's going on and there's a, a swift introduction to what the world is like uh, and it's all sort of it, it builds on itself but not so much that every every part is essential to every other part so you can start it you can start it what lives in the sludge the third episode came out today 
Um, but if you want to listen to the whole thing, then The Mind Children, episode one, is the best way to start, which you can find on Podbean, or we're also on Twitter and Facebook and iTunes and various other places. Um, if you, uh, if, if someone out there is going, actually, this podcasting thing sounds fun, what one tip would you give them? And you can each give a different tip, one um, as a player and one as a DM. Don't look up. <laughs> um... <laughs> Just go for it, get involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to do it, just do it. Yeah. Excellent. Um, and the last question then, if your podcast was a character from Friends, which character would it be and why? Oh. Um, it would be Phoebe's weird brother. <laughs> uh, after he broke up with his wife, before they got back together again when he was drinking too much. Okay. Excellent. That's great. Thank you very much. That's all right. Cheers. We're back at Dragon Meat with Baylor's Blades talking to Thirsty and Volonda. Thank you very much for coming on the Critical Twits. And your case, for the second time. The second time. I feel privileged. Uh, well, you know. What is Baylor's Blades? Uh, Baylor's Blades is a game about, essentially, it's a... It's a, it's a very strange, mismatched, elite uh, military force. We actually had the entire cast here earlier. Oh, we missed um, yeah. Yeah, oh, uh, the cognitive merchant guys were here earlier as well. Um, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a game of, uh, where we're given sort of very special missions to go out and sort of uh, defeat enemies of the realm, be they, you know, be they you know, racist werewolf hunters <laughs> or... Shark bear shark. Shark bear sharks. Which was excellent. It was a great episode. That was man. the best thing. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we kind of ambushed the, uh, the the DM with that one. Just cream in his <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he wasn't entirely sure what we were going to be fighting, and he kind of lost track of it halfway through saying it was made of three creatures. Yep. So it was a shark, a bear, and a sh- shark. Shark. Yeah. Yes. It's a very very silly game, but yes. very very fun. He does the. Um, the three-line approach to prepping. So he does is write down three lines and goes with that. It's very, it's very funny and kind of at times very surreal. Yeah, there, yeah, is, there is that. It's a bit out there. Which system do you use for it? It's, D, it's uh, Dungeons and Dragons Five yeah, E. It's Five E. Excellent. So, are you have you been playing um, Dungeons and Dragons long? Are you are you sort of old school? You remember Thacko and all that? I remember. Th- I remember playing with Thacko briefly. Um, it's I've not a good idea. No, not really. Uh, I, I've been playing sort of role-playing games like on and off for like 15 years, so it's a case of like I remember playing like I, I've played AD and D, I've played with like second de- like seconds at like 3.5 a bit. I skipped fourth and went straight. To we skipped fourth. We never played. Fourth. Yeah, we skipped yeah. fourth too. But the uh, the designer of fourth was here earlier, and I kind yeah. of felt like going. Oh, I never did that. Did you yeah. just not bother talking to him? Yeah. As if he was his own addition. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was that. It was, it was a whole list of like, he's designed this cool thing, this cool thing, and DM4 for, 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 for we were like, should we be applauding that? Mm. Everyone jumped that one. Yeah. <laughs> everyone everyone does uh, everyone does silly things from time to time. Yeah. 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 Everyone needs, everyone has things they need to apologise for, so I guess, yeah. I guess 4 might be that, yeah. but I don't know. So so how, his was D&D Warcraft. Oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough, yeah. How long has Baylor's Blades been going, and where's a good place for people to jump in? August? Yeah, I think it's only been going for six, seven episodes. Um, So a good place for people to jump in, obviously, at the moment, would be the beginning. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, it, 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 it will only take a few hours to get to current, so... Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, and we haven't even completed our first mission. <laughs> that's true, we haven't, no. Really? But you can pretty much find us... A second. Uh, yeah, we're about to start the second uh, yeah. seconds mission. But yeah, you can find us on Twitch every other Thursday on BNB Tavern. Cool. Yeah. Or you'll find all the back episodes on YouTube. Yeah. Again so at BNB Tavern. Most of the people we talk to are sort of podcasting, they're editing. You're playing on Twitch, so presumably yeah. live? Yeah, yep. that's live, yeah. What's that like? Because we've never done live stuff. Um, How, there, are, there are very certain words you can't say. Yeah. <laughs> There's one word which you all agree we cannot say. Yeah. Um, so we don't drop that bomb. Yeah. It, it's, got, it's got it's got it's got that one with a C and a T. Yeah. And I've said it a few times. Yeah. Cutter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, me and uh, another member of our cast on one of our other shows has uh, has said it once. The, mo each. the moment I'm told I'm not allowed to do something, in the back of my brain, there yeah. will, will just be buzzing tell me around. About it. Yeah, like tell me a, about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's it's interesting. I mean, depending on which streaming, because we do a couple of live streams for different mm -hmm. games. Um, it. It depends on whether you need to keep an eye on chat, really, because Twitch is a very audience participation type thing. Yeah. Um, and keeping an eye on it, I mean, it wouldn't necessarily get affect your gameplay, but being involved in it is in, in the chat is a good thing to do. So that's probably the only real difference between that and doing a podcast. Apart from the fact that on a podcast, if you mess something up, you can stop and start again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Also, you can do that wonderful thing of you can edit out all the big pauses. The yeah. ums and the ums. Where people are sitting there going, shit, what do I do? Um, um, how do hang I add on, I need this to find up? my spell. Yeah. Where, where's my calculator? Like yep. the, the Four times I tried to do the intro to our interview, we yeah, could just get yeah. rid of, yeah. unless you keep it, Jamie. Oh, Please keep it as a blooper. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Um, I've asked you this question already, but I'm going to ask you something slightly different. Okay. What's the one thing you think people shouldn't do if they are looking to get into podcasting or live streaming their game? Um, the one thing I think they shouldn't do drop is the, uh, the, drop the C and T bombs. Yep, yeah, drop the C bomb. <laughs> and the other thing they probably shouldn't do is assume that they're rubbish because people are actually quite good. Yeah. If anyone's been playing any roleplay game for a while, they're already performing. Yeah. <laughs> they just didn't know it. <laughs> just performing for an audience of your friends. Yeah. Um, so just don't overthink it. Probably. And don't talk over each other, for God's sake. What about yes. <laughs> As I constantly kick my players. <laughs> yeah, I get kicked. Yes, our players are often kicked. So, final question then. We're heading towards a dystopian future. I'd like you to imagine that dystopian future <laughs> predicated upon the fact that you can only eat one type of cake for the rest of your life. What type of cake would you eat and why? Carrot cake, because it means there are still carrots. No fucking way! I was going to say <laughs> carrot cake. <laughs> yeah, unanimous um, is going to be carrot cake. Um, One, it has a vegetable in it, <laughs> so you know your mum will be happy, won't tell you off. Two, it has cream filling, which is just, Fuck yeah. just fucking the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. I would have gone with carrot cake as well for exactly the same reasons. Mm. So I feel like I've made friends here today. Mm -hmm. Did you have? Thank you very much. That's right. Thank you. Excellent. So we're here with Tristan T. World, a famous bard. Okay. Tell us more about your bardic adventures and where they can be found. Um, for the last year or so, I've been travelling with what I fondly refer to as the Hawks now. Percival Cleft, Banbury Lutes and Enigma. Enigma. Um, we're trying to defeat Alumbria. She's kind of come out of her. She was captured by the Fae. We're trying to kind of fight against this. We're not, we, you know, we've been questioning recently what we're doing, if what we're doing is right. I don't really know if this is relevant to anyone, I'll be honest. Now I say it, I see it. Seems a little weird. It's, uh, it seems like a, a vital and important quest. Well, this is the thing. We're, we're, we're currently on our way to Malaheim 
which may or may not ruin the plot for people, but, you know, <laughs> you're either going to listen or you're not. We've got a lot going on. Uh, Bambury, Bambury, get over here, lad. This is my good good friend, Bambury Lutz. We're going, we're going to IC for this interview because I'm boozed. Okay. Yeah, this is Bambury. Um, He's a mage. He's very powerful. My name's, uh, my name's Magnus. I'm an auditor. Uh, I'm 40, uh, 34. This guy, uh, <laughs> this guy's deranged. Um, so I'd like to apologise for him. Fine. I was trying to be different from the rest. So as all good bards must have their adventures chronicled, yep. where can people find the chronicles of your heroic adventures? Uh, toilets. Uh, toilet walls. Yep. Um, there's quite a few of his jungle adventures written on there. Um, near the, adventures. Near the M62, uh, I think it's Junction 12, <laughs> um, I think it's Cubicle 4, you've got quite a lot of, quite a long description of Stu's yeah. adventure. Yeah. Stu, um, there's no real, no real life names. Uh, Tristan Wilde's adventure, um, Through the Land, or... Malheim? I don't even know, I've had uh, too much to drink. Was, yeah, no. <laughs> um, basically, crudelydrawnswords.com will take you to nothing. We don't have a website. <laughs> but if you... T- oh, that's it, brilliant. Look at the voucher, there we go. Thanks, Lucy. That's <laughs> <Can laughs> really readers. good for the radio, that, yeah. that, that visual aid. <laughs> okay, basically, facebook.com forward slash crudelydrawnswords or at crudestsword for Twitter or soundcloud.com crudely dash drawn dash sorts oh my god forward slash we've got a shot on that I was um, going to ask what got you into podcasting but I can kind of guess I would say tabletop and LARPing we've all LARPed together as friends for about the last Christ knows how many years and Ben the GM said we should do a actual play podcast loads of people like them to which I said literally no one is going to listen to that and, and it, was, it was reasonably correct. I was wrong. Yeah. No, I was wrong. Yeah, yeah basically, we, we all used to be a LARP group, and we all used to get drunk in the field and make each other laugh, and then we got old and got jobs and didn't want to hang around in the field in the rain. And camp. Yeah. Fuck that. Uh, oh, excuse me. Sorry. No, excuse me. Screw that. Shitty camp. There we go. Yeah, cunt so, yeah. camp. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Um, sometimes we have to have quite a strong edit on the episodes. Um, the C bomb gets taken out a fair few times. That genuinely just slipped out. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So I've never dropped the C bomb in the podcast. All right, let's move. Let's move on from that. Okay. So, um, if people want to catch up with your adventures, where's the best place for them to start? They have to go right back to the beginning, or can they jump in? I'm going to stop him there because Stu, every time since the first three episodes, is even one were rubbish. But if you listen to any actual play, everyone has to find their feet. Everyone's got a bit of kind of a uh, bit of time to kind of get in the groove. Now, I actually reckon we don't have that bad for kind of first episode, but you do need to know who the characters are. Anyone that jumps in like too far in, you don't know who's talking. So I'd recommend starting at episode one. However, we have got a season two, which we started recording maybe six months, nine months in, which has a bit of a preamble at the start. But once you've got past the preamble, it's quite good. And yeah. So maybe there. I would add that it's not a bad start, but we are, we're finding our feet for season one. So about see episode four of season one, so give it, give us a while, and by episode four, we've kind of, like he says, found our feet, and we start to get a bit more, you know, how you settle into the yeah. podcast, and you, because having a microphone in your face and being recorded is really awkward at first. Well, no, Stu, Stu started wearing clothes, like, uh, and because we... You're like, the one that never wears a top to the podcast. <laughs> like, we were... seen we're, your nipples about four times. It's really hot in my room in Venice, but, That like, doesn't make shut it up, better. Man. I've seen your... Has one. I'm the one for my group. Yeah, okay. No, I've said before. I've said before. We're not in person. We're all recording in our own rooms. 
Yeah, a little bit of nakedness. We've got our cameras on, you know this. We aim up. You <laughs> anyway, don't. Anyway, yeah, so, yeah, we, I don't know how a lot of other people do it. A lot of people seem to have, kind of meet in a room, they've all got that kind of camaraderie that's live. That We're natural all... kind of animal sexual magnetism. No? I mean, it wasn't. Sorry, guys, carry on. It wasn't what I was getting for, no. But yeah, uh, so yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a slightly diluted experience because obviously we're recording in our room separately, so it takes a little while for the uh, drink to kick in. We've been chatting to some of the other guys; their characters get drunk, we get incredibly drunk during the recording. It's not always like, a good thing either. We just don't remember anything. But it's nice because when we listen back to the episodes, we genuinely don't know what's happened. Uh, but the problem with that is also we don't know what's happened. Yeah, I um, laugh a lot when we re-listen back. I love the way he's kind of moving the mic back when I talk <laughs> and forwards when Matt talks. So, um, yeah, I think it is pretty funny. I laugh a lot. <laughs> Lucy just said stand closer. <laughs> Lucy's, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, hi, uh, what oh. are you doing? <laughs> okay, um, so um, I, you play a bard. I do. Um, I assume you sing all your bardic songs. I do. So I would like you to sing us out, please, if you could. My voice only works with guitar. Otherwise, I sound like this. Uh, two of the members of the podcast were Thanks. the band. Called, I mean, I mean that was awful. So what was I, the round of applause? There, there wasn't one. Yeah. Anyway, two, of the, two of the members of the band. You were meant to bring in a guitar as well, two, weren't you? I bought my imaginary guitar. Do you want you I knew you were winding me up. <laughs> he he he, uh, he texted me this morning. He's like, oh, I forgot my guitar. I was like, don't worry, buddy, I've got mine. He was like, okay, brilliant. And I'm like, I don't play guitar, you idiot. The um, anyway, yeah. You two, do though. Two, two of the members of the podcast were. <laughs> In a band beforehand called The Patient Wild. We've got some of their music on the podcast. It is very good. You should check that out. Search that. He's even doing it. Look, as soon as I lean in, he's, he's panicking. He's pulling that back. Why don't, um, why don't we sing a song that like you, you can, you know. No. Uh, heads, shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes. Heads, shoulders, knees and toes. Come on, everybody. Knees and toes and eyes and ears and mouth and nose. Heads. Shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes. Anyway, uh, the patient wild at soundcloud.com. Other way around. Um, long story short, the patient wild are an incredibly good folk rock band that we were a part of. Not me and Mag. He can't sing for shit. I heard they're dead now. Whoa, 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 get out on camera. There's no camera, you absolute tit! Yeah, this guy wants a podcast leaflet. Um, yeah. yeah it's pretty, I mean, from this, it's pretty bad. This is the longest you've gone, I mean, and you're like, please. It's fine, no. With this, it? Yeah, enjoy. Um, yeah, we sing all our own songs. There's some raps in there. There's some acoustic guitar songs in there. There's some... That's it. Cool. That sentence. Just rapping over acoustic yeah. guitar. It sounds amazing. Thank yeah. you very much. Thank for, you very uh, much. Uh, we're not going to let you go. Some interesting facts about Green Resource. 17 years ago, I once. No, we're done. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, Green Resource! Everyone clap! We're here at Dragon Meet with Callum from The Rollist. Um, who is the mastermind behind the podcast zone that we were very, very fortunate enough to be invited along to. So we'll start with that and then we'll talk about your podcast specifically. What was your idea behind the podcast zone here at Dragon Meet? Well, I'm not, I'm not sure if you can really mastermind this kind of pandemonium that we saw today. 
but the, the idea quite simply, uh, <coughs> the first year I attended Dragon Meet, uh, no, it was the second year, what? The first time I recorded at Dragon Meet, uh, a few months later when I released my episode, I realized other podcasts attended the same Dragon Meet as I did. Yeah, yeah, we, we've been attending for two years now, ever since we started. See, but we did not engage with each other. We, for, for many of us, because we are not that well known, we didn't even knew that we were attending and recording. And, and I thought it was a pity. And then the second thing is, after recording a couple of episodes with the team of Modifius, Chris Birch, who is organizing Dragon Meet, they, they offered me to have a little space for the podcast, for the Rollis podcast. So, and I told them, well, actually, uh, do you mind if I share it with other people? Uh, because I thought it would be funnier to do things as a group. And I told them, just tell me whoever applied for a press pass and they will join the podcast zone. Well, it wasn't called the, even the podcast zone. Uh, and that included last year only four shows, the Rusty Quill, Wizard, The Wind, Formal Gamer, which came up with this brilliant idea of recording all day mini actual plays that he's yeah. going to release. And... Um, yeah, and I don't remember the show, which other shows were with us last year, but uh, yeah, so we did that last year and I asked to do it again this year. Uh, this time I took the liberty of contacting different podcasters, just trying to find as many as I could based in the UK. And I did not expect that many to, to actually answer the call. <laughs> so you sent out the bat signal. How many, um, how many people have accepted the call? How many podcasts are here? I think 27 uh, accepted the call, uh, but today we were something around 24 because some last minute cancellations. But uh, yeah, 24 shows also, or something like that. That's amazing. So six times as many as last year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I hope we won't be six times as many next year. <laughs> yeah, well done. Um, so the release then, what, what's that about? What's going on there? So the Rollist is uh, firstly a, a proudly London-based show. Okay. Uh, very attached to, to London. Uh, secondly, since uh, maybe you can tell well, from the title and my accent, my first language is French. Uh, I was born in Belgium. And I, it started at something about the very niche community of French-speaking role players in London, of which there are quite a, quite a few. And very quickly it evolved into something. You know, there's many shows about tabletop RPG and they're very good, uh, but they, they talk about the hobby. Uh, sometimes they even talk about a, a specific game or play a specific game. And I thought what was missing was this depiction of the community of the people the community as I know it, which is people who are really passionate about a number of things yeah. with tabletop RPG at the center, but they're passionate about a lot of different things. Yeah. So that's kind of the aim of the show to be kind of all over the place, outward looking. Uh, can be about food and tabletop RPG. The next one's going to be about music festivals in Belgium because I interview my brother. Okay, cool. Uh, some my last episode was uh, a game designer coming over to my house and uh, I cooked him a nice dinner. Yeah. And we we served him uh, drinks and we played a game with him. And all, you have all of that in the episode. You've got bits which are the game, then bits which are the interview, and then bits which are the game again. We've got special episodes about French games which are not known where you got again 
bits of the game and bits of interviews. Some episodes got us going out to the cinema. Some episodes got us got music. So we, I try to keep things surprising between an episode and another, which makes me having a rather long explanation of what it is. <laughs> um, so it sounds like you're quite eclectic. Is there a where do you think the best place for someone to jump into your podcast is? If they haven't listened to it before, is there a particular episode you're like that was that was something I'm really proud of, or that's something that's really entertaining? Well, my my first advice would be start with rather recent episode rather than the very first. Uh, yep. First reason is that there's no real chronology of storyline, so you, you can jump anywhere really and there, there's no problem. And the most recent one, well, I, I, hopefully I improved with the, the quality of what I'm doing. Uh, then I would say, have a look at the, the topics of the episodes and see which one is... Uh, catching your eye it can be we got one about Star Trek we got some of, again about food uh, can be about uh, I don't know specific authors you are you are, you are interested in too uh, if you really want a number I'm very proud of episode 20 about Nephilim which is my favorite game okay and cool. today I had people uh, who are telling me that they really enjoyed this one excellent and the last the episode 24 with James Wallace where we play Baron of Manchosen it's also a rather good one, I think. Excellent. Um, if you, if there's people out there who are listening and thinking of uh, starting their own podcast, what one tip would you give them to get started? Well, um, pick something you are really enjoying doing as a as a subject yeah. because it's it's really cool to do, but it, it requires a lot of passion. It's very time-consuming. And you, yeah, you, you, and go there with your show. Uh, I mean, advertise it. Go towards the community. Go use stuff like Podern Family hashtag Podern Family on Twitter, who are podcasters not only of Tabletop RPG but loads of stuff. Uh, tweet to other podcasters and engage with them, like we do here at the podcast zone, yeah. uh, because they, they will be there to support you, help you have your your show known. Your, your show won't magically become known. It can be excellent, but if you just put it on iTunes and don't post about it on Facebook, Twitter, etc., there's no way people will find it. It, it yeah. just won't happen. Yeah. Cool. Um, so finally then, you, you do something that's quite eclectic. So I was wondering, if you could invite any historical figure to be on your show, who would you invite and what game would you play with them? It's not. It's funny. I want to do a, a, a special episode about history, but it, it wouldn't be with a historic figure. It would be with uh, one of my favorite podcasters called Dan Carlin, who's okay. a, a big, big uh, history podcaster. But if I was taking a historic figure, huh. it's a thinker, isn't it? Yeah. I'd really like to get Gandhi on, but play Risk with him. Ooh. Gandhi, Mahatma Gandhi, <laughs> notorious pacifist. I want to see if he gets competitive. Or game of Monopoly try, with Marx or something yeah, like that. Yeah, try to take over the world. I think I recently listened to uh, a couple of episodes of that, that show by Dan Carlin called Hardcore History. Yeah. And it was about Julius Caesar. Okay. And I mean, Julius Caesar, uh, well, if you're a little Belgian like me or French, you, you read about Asterix. It's a known figure. Yeah. But the guy was really, it would be a great play or something like Vampire the Masquerade. 
Yeah. Uh, would, be, would be mental. Then oh. One of the stories about Julius Caesar is that when he was young, he got kidnapped by pirates in, okay. Med in Mediterranean. And the pirates asked for ransom. And Julius Caesar told them, wait a minute, you're asking for how much for my ransom? That's not big enough. <laughs> you should ask more. So he had the pirates ask for more money as his ransom. They got the ransom. And the first thing he did when Julius Caesar got out, uh, got away, he rounded up a bunch of uh, mercenaries and went after the pirates and killed them all. Nice. <laughs> so I think this guy wearing a, a role-playing game with the Senate and uh, yeah, all the intrigues. I think it would be a, a crazy as good. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Yeah. Thank you very much. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for Thank joining. Hi, right, we're here with Danny from the Formal Gamer at Dragon Meet. Hello! Hello, Brian. How are you? I'm all right, actually. I really enjoyed playing games with you earlier. Thank you fun. very much. I was really pleased to have you guys on the show. It was lovely. Uh, you did 2016 with us and you come back yes. this year. Excellent we'll, both we'll, times. We'll come back every year that you're uh, Yeah, as I, I don't know how long I can do this for, but uh, yeah. <laughs> As long as I can get out of this place alive, I'll, I'll be back for another year. Yeah, so for those who don't know, the formal gamer every year at Dragon Meet, well, last year and this year. Yeah, last year and this year. Um, they play games with other podcasts. Um, we, were, we were on last year um, exploring meat together. That was yeah. fun. Uh, and this year we explored hiding under trains. Yeah, you met the Pelican King. We did meet. I love the Pelican King. The Pelican King, unfortunately, by the ninth episode, has been banished back to the dream realm where he lives uh, because, obviously... That's far too ridiculous to happen in an actual show. A pelican that has a gnome stuck up his bottom. Well, that wouldn't be a real thing. So we never met the gnome. Oh yeah, there was yeah. a gnome up his bottom. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, that sorry. sounds good. So, based on that, then what is <laughs> the formal gamer? Not always that. Normally more normal than that. I think we did something <laughs> more weird for this. Uh, we're just an actual play podcast. We've been around three years, maybe a bit longer than three years. Uh, we play our uh, sort of 5e in our own sort of homebrew world. Uh, put a weekly episode. Uh, and we're just sort of like very much a story-based, non, not really a rules-based. We're not going to teach you how to play the game. It's a really narrative-based game that we do every week. Um, yeah, and we've been around. We're doing it recording in London, but it's all for British lads. We record in the same room, which I think is like a nice, important thing uh, for us to so get that sort of vibe of being together rather than... I think Skype makes... Uh, it's, we struggle with Skype. Yeah, we've done a couple episodes that way, and they're always a little we, bit. We awkward. did one, yeah. You've got the gaps because you're not quite sure when someone else is going to speak. You miss that body language tone and just those little subtle signals of body language that make it so much easier yeah. to when you're sort of in the zone with each yeah. other. Or you talk too much and you all talk at once. Yeah, that's an awful one. Yeah, you can't yeah. kick people. Yeah. So, what kind of feel does your does your podcast have? What what kind of well, draws people I in? I think humour seems to be a big part of it. People like that for it, and then. We have like an uh, overarching story going through all of it. So I think there's a narrative and a humour side of it, but it's very character based. Um, we make sure we swap DMs every season. Excellent. So every, everyone's involved in sort of the story going forward. Yeah. And that means you're not going to take the piss of the DM because you're the DM next. Yeah. So when you've got the power, you're going to be a complete bastard with it. So it's quite nice to sort of swap it around and go, right, I'm in charge. And then you bring in bits of other campaigns and go, oh, right, now he was an NPC here. I'm going to shift him across and here's a little cross-reference point and this has affected this. Oh, this dragon was here, but look, look what it's done. And, you know, you can sort of make these little links. For long-term listeners, I think they quite like that. 
Excellent. Um, so is it the kind of podcast where you need to go back to the first episode to, to get uh, to understand what's going on, or can they jump no, in? No, you can recently? jump in. At, there's a, a one episode which is called the Jumping In episode. I think episode 100, which literally goes, this is where you should start. If you listen to episode one, we have a bit at the start going, maybe don't start here, don't start at episode one. These are the ones that are like this. We've got some storylines that probably need a little bit more explaining, but like well, then we do standalone seasons to let people in. So season three, season six, those sort of stand on their own, and we explain it very much at the start. Some people, because like people get in contact with Twitter and stuff like that, and some people are like, oh, where should I start? And I'm like, oh, here. And they're like, no, I need to start and complete everything. And I'm like, oh, God, okay, you yeah. lunatic. <laughs> some bloke in America listens to all 200 episodes in three weeks, which I think classifies as a mental health problem. And I think he should seek psychiatric help. I'm not sure that's normal. Or you can sell him things. Yeah, I know, but we don't, sell it. We ref- we don't do a Patreon and we don't do adverts. We refuse to do that at the moment because... We're, we enjoy it more than our listeners. <laughs> you do it, something you do for fun. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, we got, you know, like weirdly, we're creeping over towards 2,000 listeners now, and that's great. Nice. Yeah, it's really nice, but we're still at that point where we, we want to, that's, we're quite happy with what we're putting out, and I think doing a Patreon and stuff like that, I don't want to feel beholden to some sort of other idea, like this is what we're putting out sort of for us and our own benefits and stuff like that. So yeah. we're putting out what we want. And I think if we charge people for it, then we there's a responsibility to do what someone else wants almost. Yeah. And so that's what I'm sort of worried about with it. And certainly with adverts, I'm like, yeah, but what if I say the C word on the podcast and I put an advert on it? Like, <laughs> my mum would be furious. <laughs> so let's keep adverts off it because what if they get upset by something we say? Not that we're particularly crass, but you know, I just don't want it in my head while I'm recording. I just want to yeah. be free with my mates. Yeah, so you've done 200 episodes. Yeah. Um, if someone's out there thinking of starting their own podcast and getting involved, what one tip would you give them as the key thing that they need to remember or to do? Find a USP. Especially if you're thinking of an RPG podcast. There are fucking thousands. And if you're just going to do I'm Another RPG Podcast, which unfortunately we're not that different, and I think I'd probably find it's a bigger hook now, but we started when there weren't so many podcasts about, which is probably the only reason we've got any sort of listener base at all. So you need to find something that's really unique. Find something in the culture that's not happening. A Game of Thrones RPG podcast, a Fallout, the game RPG podcast, something where you're going to cross over fans from two different genres because I don't yeah. think there's enough room for just RPG fans to find a podcast anymore because actually half the people who are playing RPGs are also doing podcasts as well. Yeah. It's a huge number. So that's I think, a good idea. Yeah, I, well, someone steal them, please. So I haven't got time to do Why them. Why me? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> but I think there are all these IPs which you can uh, use to sort of steal those fans. I know someone's doing a Disney, Disney one where each adventure takes place in a different Disney film. That's clever because you're not just getting RPG fans, you're getting Disney fans. So I think looking at a completely unique IP, IP and going, how am I going to get more people involved in this? Unless you're just happy to do like a podcast for, like, it, and it will have a very small listen base. But if you're looking to do something bigger, that would be my one tip for them: find something unique. Excellent. So, as a as a final question, then, um, who is your favourite My Little Pony and why? Uh, Rainbow Dash, uh, because my three-year-old niece told me that's the best one. Okay. Now, Jamie has some pretty strong views on uh, Rainbow Dash, so can you please right. share those views, Jamie? Thanks, Brian. That's um, right, mate. <laughs> no, I, I like Rainbow Dash, but she can be a bit of a dick sometimes, so yes. I'd, right. I'd go with Fluttershy. My knowledge of Rainbow Dash is that she's on my niece's backpack, and I asked which one was her favourite, and she pointed to... Rainbow Dash is blue. Yes. That's my knowledge of Rainbow Dash. Oh, no, Fluttershy. Fluttershy. Purple? No. no, no, you might be thinking of Twilight Sparkle, who oh. is both purple with black hair, thus making her a goth, Right. Uh, and she's a unicorn because she has a horn and therefore is the best one. Okay, interesting. I know very little about the My Little Ponies. 
I, I, I didn't watch it when it had that sort of resurgence. I sort of missed out on that. I didn't really understand why they got hate, though, from anyone. I never really understood why there was an issue, because I've watched loads of stuff. <laughs> so, like, I like things. So there's not going to be much chance of you doing a Tales of Equestria My Little Pony crossover episode on your podcast? I mean... No, but only because we wouldn't know the source material very well. I think that's the issue. And we've not really crossed over with anything real-life IP yet. But that's not a bad idea for a podcast. And I imagine yeah. with the crossover fans, that's probably quite a smart idea. Someone steal that before Brian does it. Yeah. Thank you very much. No worries. Thanks very Cheers. much, guys. Thank you. So we're here at Dragon Meat with the Wizard on the Wind podcast. Hello. 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 Thank you very much for coming on to the Critical Twits to tell us about your podcast. Pleasure. Uh, who are you and what is your podcast about? We are Wizard on the Wind. Uh, it's, a, it's predominantly a D&D actual play podcast at the moment, but it's uh, focused very heavily on world building, so there are written story elements to it, histories, that sort of thing. Yep, uh, we have uh, one series out so far called Holloways. Um, there are mini episodes that, like you say, are world building, mm-hmm. and we've just got the new series underway, which is Temple of Dawn. So what are your roles on the, the podcast? What do each of you do? I'm a player. Uh, so, uh, hey. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, I play Iluna in Holloways, which is a little tiny six-inch pixie, which, um, obviously, I look like that today. I am, I am dressed as Iluna, but uh, I, I, I maximised myself today. <laughs> Full size, almost. Um, and, uh, and in Temple of Dawn, I play Badger, who is another small character, a little gnome ranger. Uh, I am the DM, and, and, and I... Uh I write and run the games. Um, we've just actually managed to get a new DM in, so I get to play a little bit later on. That'll be coming out. Um, but yeah, I'd edit. So what kind of madness possessed you to go, my D&D game is so amazing, everyone needs to hear it? I didn't realise how much work could be involved. <laughs> that was the madness. Think, oh, that's easy. It's a common theme today. We, we have exactly the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I had a little inkling. Um, I always knew that I wanted to start kind of quite strong I've got a background in film so I knew a little bit about the recording process and I had everyone on separate mics from the very beginning this and the other but oh my god just yeah the amount of editing is insane so um, yeah if I'd known I probably wouldn't have done it (laughs) Uh, it did start out as um, we were we were playing in a big big group there was like 10 players yeah plus plus yeah yeah it was massive yeah we had 10 players and we we recorded them to basically uh, just record so we knew yeah. what happened. We could do XP and all that kind of stuff. We started out with a little task cam. And because he started writing up the episodes as a little blog. Oh, so okay. he was listening back and typing it out. And then, yeah, it kind of materialised from there, didn't it? And, um, yeah, we realised ten players and a podcast, not no. going to happen. So we started doing smaller groups and different games. How it? has your process kind of changed as you've sort of done the podcast, started getting into it and realising quite how much work is involved? Uh, yeah, I think um, it's the, the things that change mostly are the stuff around the table, so in-game. As people play for longer, you start to impose like mic discipline and, and all this sort of stuff. My approach to kind of editing and everything, the other side of things, hasn't really changed much. I'm just, I've got better and I've got quicker, Yeah. but it's really kind of getting people to know how to stand up to their mics and, and how not to whack them. <laughs> and how not to eat crisps. <laughs> I'm the fiend. Um, he's also um, become bolder in telling us what he expects from us as well now. Yeah. Like, we used to follow his lead. So we used to wait for his prompts. We used to follow whatever he was sort of saying and, and sort of go from there. Whereas now we're, you've, you've sort of 
honed in on some players. Yeah, there's a lot more player, uh, uh, you know, interactivity. Sort of yeah, thing, so more sort of initiative and everything. Yeah, yeah. Actually, so, what kind of feel does your podcast have? What kind of experience will people get when they when they listen to your? It's, it's a heavily produced podcast. Um, <clears throat> so, to, to name drop, we've been named the British Godsfall. Um, it, it, it's a really, really high kind of level of production, but it's, it's knackering. It's just, it takes a lot to get it like that. Um, so it is very immersive because it's all set... It, the whole point about the actual play is to build this one particular world. Yeah. So there's more than just, um, just the actual play. There are also stories um, that kind of create the histories and, and things like that. So you're kind of... You're being put into a very real place in a fantasy setting. Excellent. So if people out there are thinking of getting into podcasting themselves, what one tip would you give them to get going? Hmm. Maybe one as a, as a DM stroke editor and one as a player. So from, from the production side of things, you've got to want to do it. <laughs> you, because it, uh, don't expect to like, make a load of money from it and don't expect it to be easy. You've got to be prepared to at least put three hours per episode minimum. And that's like dead minimum, I yeah. think. Um, but yeah, so be prepared to work hard uh, and, yeah, and you've got to love it. Yeah. Uh, from the player's perspective, I think you've got to be on the DM side. You've got to be on the person who's creating the podcast. You've got to be on board with them and, and give as much input and creativity. Uh, um, yeah, input, like, you know, to, to be collaborative and be on in, in one team, you know? It's no good leaving it to just the one guy who's created the whole uh, concept. Um, because yeah, they need they need everybody on board, and everyone needs to be. Um, what's the word? Well, it's about telling a story. Yeah, isn't it, I guess. yeah. So you've got to, it's, it's a little bit more than just a game. I think when you start to make it a podcast. Yeah. I think try and get out of that, just playing your game and putting it on air. Mm -hmm. you, you are creating a story for people and kind and of performing. So. Trying to be entertaining at <laughs> yeah. the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and go for it. Role play. Don't don't hold back. You know. Cause Kill the, your character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good at that. Yeah. I died loads in our last yeah, campaign. Yeah, yeah, it was great good. fun. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're actually rubbish at killing characters. I know. Loads of it. Yeah. We keep surviving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I have a two-part final question. Okay. Then. The first part is, based on what you said earlier, what's the best crisps to eat with roleplay? Ooh, Ooh, yeah, answer. that's definitely a me. Bacon, oh. bacon rashers. Bacon so rashers. Literally <laughs> the favourite, aren't they? Yeah, they, they are. Um... Ooh, I don't know. The, the kettle chips, salt and mm. black pepper. Well, I actually know... You get the, these little lentil, oh, and they, yes. if you want the worst possible sound on the mic, <laughs> they really crack and crunch. Yeah, they do, yeah. 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 But I, they are so good. In my early days of role-playing, I'd go for bulk, so I'd get those cheap 99p giant yeah, bag definitely. of bacon rashes. But now I'm, I'm going more for the smaller bag of something sort of artisanal. Putting in the tray of volivons. Yeah, a bit yeah. of hummus to dip <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. good. Deaden the noise a bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, the final question then, um, as being a wizard on the wind, uh, Dumbledore or Gandalf? <sighs> oh, God. Well, it's tricky. probably got to be Gandalf, I think. Okay. It's probably just my age. You do need but... to show your working to get full marks. So why? <laughs> so, for me, I'm into history and law and, and world building. And, and, and so Dumbledore's pretty, pretty damn cool, but Gandalf's all about that, you know, working through history, research, you know, roving around the, the, the land, learning things. It's got to be that. Do you concur? I do. I do. Yeah. 
do. I do have a soft spot for Dumbledore, though. I thought you'd go Dumbledore. Yeah, I do have a soft spot for him. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think Gandalf's just got that element of cool... And uh, like yeah, like you say, he's the he's the. Oh, he's a, he's kickass. You know, he can fight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's not really a wizard, yeah, is he? He's really just a fighter. If in D and D terms, he's a first level wizard, nineteenth level fighter. Basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I'd yeah. like to say a Jura fighter. Yeah, mm. that's good. Oh, thank you very much for thank coming you to for the Critical Twitch. Thank you very much. Cheers. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you. We're back here at Dragon Meat with Matthew from the podcast The Coriolis Effect. Hello. Hello. How Thanks. are you? I'm right. Thank you very much Excellent. for asking. Have you had a good day so far? We've had a very busy day. It yeah. started quite slowly and then we went a little bit mad at the end. Yeah. So we, we didn't pace it particularly well. Um, but yeah, we've done some interviews. How about yourself? Uh, yeah, we, well, uh, uh, I my uh, fellow podcaster Dave has gone. Uh, he cried off about five o'clock. Um, but we both arrived early on. We both ran a game of Coriolis as GMs, first of all, and then came and hung out around the podcasters for the rest of the afternoon. Excellent. So what is the Coriolis effect? So the Coriolis effect is a fan cast all about the Swedish game Coriolis, which is best described, well, not best described, but in the marketing, yeah. uh, they describe it as Firefly mixed with Arabian Nights. Yes, we've got a copy of that. Excellent. Um, Rob, I'm glad to hear. Occasional guest on our podcast, um, and one of our players has got it. We haven't played it yet. Why should we play it? Well, for a start, it's a beautiful system. I've fallen in love with it. It was Dave, actually, who persuaded me to back the um, Kickstarter when it came on. He'd been playing Mutant Year Zero in a group that I don't belong to. Oh, we love uh, Mutant. Well, it's, it's pretty much the same system as that, but tweaked for different things. Anyway, he was raving about Mutant Year Zero and particularly about this one. And I kind of, as it was coming to the closing hours of the Kickstarter, I said, uh, oh, I suppose I ought to get this on PDF if you're going to run the game. And he said, no, 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 no. I want you to run it. So I kickstarted him for the paper stuff as well. I don't know yeah. why. Why? Just because he says... I, and that's it. So it came to me entirely fresh. I knew nothing about it apart from its relation to Mutant Year Zero, which, as I say, was a game I'd never played, so I couldn't even say that was any good. Yeah. But reading through the rules, and it's one of the few books that I've ever been able to... Uh, RPG books, I should say. I've read lots of other books. But <laughs> I am... Um, that and Feng Shui by Robin Laws are the only two role-playing game books that I've read from beginning to end. So Excellent. that, I count, as uh, something in its favour particularly given that to these guys, of course, it was written in Swedish, first of all, and only then translated. Um, so it's a wonderfully elegant system. It's, if you know Mutant Year Zero, it's a little bit different from that, in that rather than having... You, you know it's a dice pool system, yeah. sixes win, uh, sixes are successes. Quite difficult to get sixes, even with quite a lot of dice sometimes. Yeah. So in I've lost a lot of mutants that way. Yeah. Yeah. In Mutant Year Zero, it's all about actually degrading and dying, isn't it? Really, yes, in a way. yeah. Well, in Coriolis, um, you'll be pleased to know there are gods, and you can pray to the gods, okay. and you pray to get a re-roll. Nothing breaks if you get ones when you re-roll or anything like that, like it does in Mutant Year Zero. All you have to do is give the GM a darkness point. <laughs> but then those darkness points are special being a git points that the GM can then do things to you later in the game with. So all sorts of little things. Every, every, every character has to name a problem. 
so the GM can spend a darkness point to activate that problem okay. if it seems appropriate. Uh, you know, if you're beating all of his, um, uh, you know, beating all the guards that he's put around the place, then just spend some darkness points and more reinforcements come on. Uh, all the, there are supernatural creatures, because it's a bit Arabian Nightsy, all their powers are activated by darkness points. So essentially, you store up over the course of play a bunch of drama to happen towards the end of the, of the scenario. And in that way, it kind of makes a really nice narrative story. That sounds really interesting, actually. It reminds me slightly of Numenera with the kind of the GM giving plot and, and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I've not and played Numenera. The back and forth between yeah. the players and what the, uh, what the GM can do. Um, is there... You, you probably haven't been doing this particularly long. It no, so we only long. started this podcast in May, and it was a bit of a crazy idea. Um, I can't remember quite how to do it. I, I remember texting and saying, I've just had a crazy idea. Why don't we do a podcast? Um, and we thought we'd try... We'd just put one out and see what people thought about it. And yeah. I'm stunned by the apparent success. You know, I thought we might get tens of people listening... Yeah. Um, now I don't know. I kind of I know it's kind of impolite to talk about your subscriber numbers, and of course, I don't even know whether these subscriber numbers that Feedburner tell me are anything like the number of people actually listening. But yeah. you know, we've got on Feedburner something like just under three hundred subscribers. Yeah. Which you know, with it, with the just the few months that we've been playing, uh, we just put out episode thirteen. Unlucky for some. Uh, we'll the last one you done. <laughs> um, and yeah, and uh, so and we're doing I don't know one roughly one every three weeks. Yeah. And so we're quite pleased with uh, the appeal that people seem to have for it. Um, and yeah, we've carried you know, we've decided to carry on and, and see how far we can. Is take it, it actual play or is it more discussion about no, the game? Mostly or? it's discussion. We have a little bit of a format we've fallen into. Um, people quite like the fact that Dave and I just chat on it. So. Uh, we, we, we chat a bit. We, ha we normally start off with a world of gaming session where we look a little bit beyond uh, the, the confines of one role-playing game. Um, then normally uh, we each have an, what we call an essay. So pre-recorded, five-minute-long piece of pontification on the game. So it could be a, a new bit of uh, background. I, I've got, and I'll give to you guys, in fact... Uh, we printed out one of those, one of our adventure locations called Samar's Hammam, and so I talked about that a little bit, um, and then we'd maybe have a discussion afterwards. And then normally we have a, a topic of discussion, which will be a, again a bit about a background or uh, a feature of the rules when we're not entirely happy with them and we think how could you know what 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 might be house rule. Then another segment, and that's often a talent of the month, so like your mutant powers. Uh, our characters in Coriolis get talents, so we, we think about what new talents might be like and how they might operate. And then generally, uh, Dave or I, will t we, we're actually running, well, Dave plays in my campaign, but he runs another campaign okay. uh, near where he lives, and we talk a little bit about how those campaigns are going on. We have, at one point, we, um, we happened to have our mic set up, and we said, hmm, maybe we should just record this game we're about to play. And so we booked that out pretty much unedited as an actual play. It's mostly the sound of us eating Pringles. Yeah, those sweet... I mean, we've talked to another podcast about crisps and <laughs> yeah. what they carry. I have to say, the Pringles are way out. Um, 
I think we're going to move to soup later on, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> May I hardly not recommend fruit pastels because you get lots of wet chewing. <laughs> right, okay, we won't do fruit pastels <laughs> either. Um, but again, I, I, I kind of struggle. I listen to actual plays, particularly when I want to learn a new game. But I kind of struggle to see the appeal, really, of actual plays. I can't yeah. get into... I mean, I know a lot of people, and a lot of the podcasters we've talked to today have been doing quite long campaigns. Yeah. And I don't know, I kind of lose interest in them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, there seems to be a bit of a demand, not from everybody among our listeners. In fact, I've got a survey out at the moment, and I'm, I'm seeing a real strict okay. division. There are some people who say, yay, more actual plays, more actual plays, and there are others saying, please don't do more actual plays. <laughs> so uh, I think we might have to uh, set a second feed up for the actual plays. But I think we're encouraged to experiment with doing some more. Brilliant. Um, we've got uh, Simba Room coming. We've I, I think I screwed up recording our last Coriolis, but if I haven't, then there'll be um, more actual plays coming out as well. Brilliant. If uh, anyone out there is looking to start their own podcast, what one tip would you give them to get them started? And you're in a really good place, actually, because okay. you've only really yeah. just got I, I'm, I'm going to be really honest here. Just do it. Uh, <laughs> there is... Um, yeah, it, it is hard work, in, you know, it, particularly if you have to do more episodes. But just do it and experiment and, and see how easy it is. So I had, I, I'm not an entirely, um, entirely podcast neophyte. I was doing some writing and a bit of recording for the Signal podcast, which is all about Firefly. I'm, okay. Actually, I have to say, one of the daddies of all the podcasts, it was out... Uh, when they when they just invented podcasting, pretty much. For those at home, Jamie is nodding furiously. <laughs> uh, so I used to write for that. So I, I knew a little, but that was just uh, all the technical bit of the recording and the editing was nothing that I'd been experienced with. So all I did was write uh, little bits and then read them out or give them somebody else to read or read somebody else's little bit. And then I'd send my sound file off to somebody else and they'd magically make it sound great. Um, and so, so, yeah, that bit you have to learn. But Audacity, which I use, and there are other sound editing apps out there, is a bit of a learning curve, but it doesn't take long to learn how to make things sound not shit. So, yeah, my advice is, is get out there. I, I think one of the things that I took, actually, from the Signal podcast and brought into this is this idea of alternating between chat and, and essays. Yeah. So we try and break up the flow of the of the thing that would be an amazing idea for us to do Jamie that's a good Make idea a yeah do that one <laughs> listen to a couple of our episodes um, I mean you know they're all gold so you can start at episode one <laughs> if you like um, episode three with Sam Al-Samam in it seems to be a particularly popular one when I when I look at the downloads um, so yeah we might have got into the swing of it by then if anybody's interested uh, but yeah if you're and I think if you're playing Coriolis so your mate that wants to run it he should be listening definitely yeah, Rob, and make a note. Rob, make a note. Um, and I, as I said, I think we're we're just actually d asking in the survey whether we should expand. We did an interview. Uh, we went over to Sweden and interviewed the guys that created Coriolis, both oh, the, wow. the original version of Coriolis, who uh, now makes Simba Room, and the guys who, who took on the Coriolis franchise, Friel Again. It was great talking with them and they've got all sorts of ideas for the future. They're releasing different versions of the game. So I'm thinking we might try and expand to cover more of the Free Elegan games, and yeah. we'll see how that goes. Brilliant. You'll have to come and have a, have a chat with us. 
cool. at some point. That'd be really yeah. cool. I have a final question for you, though. So, Coriolis being a game set in space, I'd like you to imagine that you are taking part in a generation ship. You are flying off into space. Um, you're never going to reach the destination, but your ancestors will. What skills will you bring to the generation ship, and what do you hope your ancestors will be doing by the time they get there? Now, I have got to say this about Coriolis. There's a lovely, lovely story feature in the fluff of Coriolis, which is that a ship left Earth to... To a generation ship left Earth to go all the way to Alderbaran. While they're on their way, humanity discovered portals that gave them a shortcut. So, actually, part of the background of the game is the difference between what are called the first comers, who left Earth later but arrived at Alderbaran first, and the Zenithians who, who came on the ship Zenith. Um, so I'm all about generation ships. Excellent. I'm glad it's a, it, it's, it's a relevant question. And I think actually role-playing is going to be an important skill for people to learn on, on the ship. You yeah. know, they're, they're going to be stuck in this environment. They're going to have to imagine. I mean, no matter how, build, how big yeah. you build the ship, it's going to be a constrained environment. They've got to exercise their imaginations. They've yeah. got to be looking forward all the time creating stories about how to survive in the alien world that they're going to colonise. So role-playing is a game that we should all, or role-playing is a skill that we should all, I mean, all of us here, of course, are already experts in that, but we should be given large salaries on the generation <laughs> ship to teach everybody else how to do it. Excellent. Thank you very much for uh, coming on the podcast. Brilliant. Well, thanks very much for interviewing us. Um, I'm definitely have to listen to more episodes of Critical Twits now. Oh, you're our <laughs> favourite already. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to episode 91 of the Critical Twits Gaming Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave a like or even consider leaving a review as they magically allow other people to find us, which means we can keep on making podcasts and gaming videos. And if you're new, please consider subscribing. We would love you forever. Thank you very much, and we'll see you again soon. If uh, anyone out there is looking to start their own podcast, what one tip would you give them to get them started? Just go for it. Sometimes just go for it. Just go for it. Go for it. Role play. Just do it. We're going to be critical. We're going to be analytic. We're going to be critical. Critical twists.